Welcome to the More Podcast with Jordan and Marissa Nordlum, where we talk about more. Everything messy, original, real, and eternal. We can't wait to have you along with us for the journey. There is more. Welcome to the More Podcast, episode 11. Welcome. We're so thankful that you joined us today. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be so good. Wherever you are, if you are uh, driving to work this morning, maybe you're listening to us this afternoon, we are so thankful you joined us at the More Podcast today. It's going to be fun. Uh, We cannot wait to jump into this episode. Uh, This episode has been brewing for quite a bit of time uh, in our hearts um, and just something we talk about on a daily basis, right, babe? Yeah, definitely something that we talk about. Yeah, and so if you were listening last week, uh, episode 10, uh, you know a little bit, a little sneak peek to what today's all about, Uh, but today we are talking about spiritual warfare. Ooh, Ooh, that's a big topic. That's a spicy topic. (laughs) That is a spicy topic, but you know what? It is a topic that we need to talk about, right? especially because of the world and the culture that we live in today and the things that are currently going on in our world. It is needed to be discussed. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. And so we're going to call this this, um, amazing episode 11, Spiritual Warfare 101. Now, here's the thing uh, off top. We don't have all the answers, right? We actually probably more so have more questions than we have answers, right? Totally. But the important thing to recognize today in this time together is we really just want to address spiritual warfare, right? And we're believers kind of off top. So as Christians, right, we know that there is a spiritual war, right? Right. There's a battle that we fight against and the Bible tells us it's not against flesh and blood. Right. It's against spiritual darkness. Absolutely. And so to address everybody, maybe in the room, whether you're a believer or not, we're happy you're in the room. We're having a discussion about, man, that spiritual darkness, like you just said, that just happens to be a huge part of our existence here on earth. Our goal for this podcast is to provide not only education today for what spiritual warfare is, but to provide real life stories and to also provide hope that is in Jesus. So hopefully by the end of listening to this, you leave edified, encouraged, and give this podcast a listen, share this with your friends, especially if you have friends or family that are curious about how to overcome spiritual attacks. Right. So to start, there's a war going on. The war has been going on. Angels and demons, you got God and you have Satan and all of these things are very, very real. So we're going to talk here. We're going to talk here um, in this next few minutes all about those things. So we kind of boil it down into four big questions, right? right. Uh, four big questions that I feel like in our time in youth ministry, our time as young adult ministers, really over, over the time of us, in the, you know, being in the church, we hear kind of most often, right? Totally. And I think spiritual warfare kind of goes one or two ways usually in conversations. And so we just decided to go both ways. Let's talk right? about it all. Yeah. So we're going to go jump into it. So the first question, I guess I'm just going to call this the first big question of spiritual warfare we hear about is, are demons really real? Are, are demons really real? And, I, and our answer to that is simply... Heck yes, right? Yes, totally. Super real. I think the important um, aspect here um, is that, man, if you've ever felt dark presence before, um, you know there was actually a moment where something shifted, right? Something changed. And that is super, super real. Marissa just shared this verse, but I love this verse in Ephesians 6.12, which says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the, of the, of the world, 
uh, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Um, and if you if you know your Bible, if you if you you know read a little bit up on even the the enemy schemes um, against us as as Christians as believers, right? We know that the three main things the enemy does is is right. try and kill, steal, right. and destroy, right? Right. And I think it's just so important to realize uh, up front. If you live in a world where you think it's just daisies and roses, know this today. There's more. I'm sorry, there's more than just that, right? right. There's actually demons that are sent on mission. From the enemy of our soul, which is Satan, right? right? To try and destroy, to try and kill, and definitely try and create create chaos. Which shows you even the purpose for your life and the value in your life because there is a war for your life. Absolutely. And I think um, some of the best ways we can kind of describe this is just through stories. Yeah. Um, and so if you like story time, buckle up. We have a few stories for you today. Um, but I'll tell you this right now, um, just kind of in our own life, we've experienced demons, right, babe? Can totally. we just say that up front? Yes. Um, not like six cents, like I see dead people <laughs> Yeah. Um, everywhere. No, no, not like that. But definitely in our lives, we've experienced at one point or another a demonic situation. Sure, right? demonic attack. Exactly, exactly. Demon. <laughs> <laughs> I rebuke you. <laughs> Jesus' name. All right. In my life personally, um, I'll start over. <clears throat> in my life personally, actually, there was a time period where I was actually in New Mexico on a missions trip that was, I would say, probably an extended missions trip. It wasn't a week or two weeks, it was like about a three and a half month uh, prolonged moment where I was actually on the res in Navajo. Um, if you know, you know anything about the Navajo people or anything about um, culture, just kind of in New Mexico, um, even the state itself is called the land of enchantment. So crazy! It's crazy, right? It's on the back of license plates. It's just kind of known as that. Um, and what that means in, in itself, and what they would say about it, is just, just a lot of spiritual activity that happens out there. Sure. Um, and so, uh, without too, you know, getting too deep into what my experience was exactly, um, I'll tell you a quick story of just something that really happened out there that was very freaky. I was out there on a. Um, a missionary adventure. I was basically being a site pastor there. Um, and something really crazy ended up happening. We were out um, just kind of one day in the field helping a family. And while we were out there, um, it's kind of crazy to even say, um, I was kind of out by myself on uh, one of the like the ledges um, near the area, a lot of cliffs in that area, very, very rocky, very desolate area, literally nothing out there in, in this part of, of the country. Um, and I'm, I'm literally, it sounds crazy, but I was, you know, 19, 20 years old at the time out there by myself doing a Bible study, spending time with the Lord. I had headphones on. I had those old Dre beats, you yes, know, I remember o- the those. overhead cancelers. And I remember seeing over to my left out of nowhere, I, I call him to this day, the man in all black. Like I saw a, a figure, a silhouette, uh, in all black, like from head to toe, all black. And it wasn't like he was just wearing like a sure. hoodie and, and black jeans. It was jeans. darkness. It was just like a black silhouette. Yeah. But it was it was like, this is the weird part. It was like close enough for me to be able to like see it. Like see this, if this is a person, like the outline of who he is. You know, I'm 100 feet, 100, 150 feet away from this person. Crazy. But I'm just a black silhouette. At first, I'm freaked out. But then I go back to reading my Bible because that's what any Christian would do, right? right. I'm not going to be fearful of this. Um, but I look over to my left, maybe 15 seconds later, again, very curious what's happening. And this man is pacing at this point. He's pacing back and forth uh, on this on this ledge. It could be 50, 60 feet ledge uh, that drops down to nothingness. 
Um, and he's just, he's starting to be kind of erratic, you know, and it's a very freaky situation. And immediately in my spirit, I feel darkness come over me. I feel fear come over me. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. I got out of there very quickly. I went right back to my, my if you will, campsite uh, where a bunch of the people were. And I just kind of blocked out of my head. Um, but there was another moment just about a week or two later where I was in a very similar situation, very similar place by myself. Um, kind of worshiping in the desert, if you will, getting ready to, to prepare for that night as a site pastor. And I look up into the almost same region this, this person was, which, by the way, not many people at all go out anywhere into the wilderness uh, out in this region. It's very hot, very desolate. Um, I see, again, the same black silhouette I saw a week or two before. Crazy. And I'm, at this point, I have my hands in the air like I'm worshiping to my favorite worship song, right? There's some crazy, you know, moment with me and God. And I turn around, my hands are in the air, and he mocks me. He, he puts his hands straight up in the air as if he's mocking my God, as if he's mocking me, as if he's mocking this moment of worship. Crazy. And I'm not lying to y'all. I, I was kind of that, I had that moment where I was like, fight or flight. Like, what's going to happen to this moment? So, you know, and, and you might get this more often uh, in the podcast. I'm kind of a spiritual junkie. Marissa and I both are. Like if we feel darkness, we get into it even more oh, yeah. versus like, be fearful. Yeah, Try to fight this thing. And so I just kind of start going off and speaking in tongues and start speaking over whatever tonight was going to be for, for, you know, breakthrough for the students or whatever it was. Um, and I look back, not even five seconds later and it's gone. Right. Wow. And, and in my spirit immediately, I'm thinking to myself, of course, my flesh and I'd want it to, you know, feel like it was just a person, but that... That wasn't a person. It was literally a demonic Absolutely. moment where there was a demon that was present. I'm getting chills Absolutely. even right now. I'm sure you are listening. But like, but it's just one of those moments in time where you're like, that wasn't natural. And by you speaking the name of Jesus. And- yeah. I'm not kidding y'all. It was, a, it was literally, like I said, that moment of fight and flight, praising, worshiping King Jesus, where we saw the victory in that moment. Crazy. So good. Yeah. You want to tell us maybe a little bit about... An experience we had at some point, um, even yeah. in our own lives and, recently. And we've had moments like this happen, you know, I'm sure you listening have had moments like this happen in your own life too. Right. And if you haven't experienced a moment like this yet, there could be one down the road. And that's not something to be afraid of. It's something to say, I want the right tools in my toolbox to be able to fight this spiritual attack. So yeah, Jordan and I, um, years ago, when we were even youth pastors um, in California, we took students to camp every summer, as every youth ministry does. It is the best time, but it's also a time where you see a lot of spiritual strongholds broken off. You see chains break off. You see addiction break off. You see kids literally throw away addiction and surrender it to the Lord. And because there's so much um, for the kingdom that's winning, there is attack the enemy that comes to try to stop like Jordan explained, to steal, kill, or destroy students from making these life-altering decisions for Jesus. And so we experienced something like this with a specific student at one of the camps we were at, um, where we literally were fighting against a demon uh, and a demonic attack that was inside of the student. And we spent a long time with this specific student, even after the altar call, literally speaking over the student and rebuking it, and, and as, as scary or as crazy as that may sound, but declaring that that demonic oppression yeah. had no hold <clears throat> over this girl. Yeah, praying for deliverance. And and, and praying for deliverance. Yeah. And it's crazy in, in you know, maybe the six, eight, ten hours that we spent over the course of a, about two days. Right. right. 
um, we saw and literally got to be part of, which is a really cool moment uh, in our faith journey, um, deliverance. Absolutely. Watching, watching demons flee at the name of Jesus, just like the Bible speaks about. Right. And seeing breakthrough take place in such a powerful way that it was undeniable to say this yeah. was a spiritual attack. Yeah. This was demonic oppression. Yeah. And wow, is the blood of Jesus not stronger? Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, y'all, like for those who maybe, you know, know a bit about this, we're talking like foaming at the mouth. Right. We're talking like eyes rolling in the back of the head. We're talking about like darkness and and even I would say, um, would you say even like a paralysis? Yeah. That this and, young and girl experienced? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And in one moment, really, at the name of Jesus, um, and us praying for breakthrough, again, not us, but the Holy Spirit moving through and the power of Jesus, um, this, you know, young girl experienced complete and total deliverance, which was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it is so real. And I think it's for us in our life, if, you know, if a question gets presented, you know, immediately my, my response is absolutely. Um, but that really does set up, you know, the next question, which is really fun to talk about as well, which is I'll kind of, you know, throw it to Marissa is are angels really real? Yes. Angels are really real. And I love talking about this because even though we can experience demonic oppression or demonic attack. And real quickly, before we talk about angels, though, I think it's important to explain to those listening that maybe are like, could that happen to me? Like, could I be overcome by a demon or a demonic attack? I think before we talk about angels, it's important to explain um, that that analogy that you have that is so beautiful that talks about how putting Christ on the throne of your heart and so what do you have to say about that? So you want to talk theology, huh? I do. Okay. Yeah, so I think this is really important in today's world too. I think that, you know, we've had uh, quite a few people come to us as pastors or leaders or just people of faith to say, you know, uh, what is kind of the difference? Because there is two different things right. that happen. Um, am I possessed, right, uh, by by a demon or am I oppressed by a demon? And yes. Maybe you don't use those words, but... That is what kind of the theology, you know, standpoint stands behind is, is there is two, you know, there's a very huge difference between both of those two parties. Sure. So yeah, I'll break it down for you in less than a minute or two, if you can, if I can. Um, imagine going to, um, you know, your favorite restaurant or whatever, and they ask you how many people are in your party, right? And you tell them how many are in your party. Imagine the soul of your heart is a party of one. Right. Right. Very often you don't go. On a party of one date. That's, that's kind of sad, right? Some people do. It always hey, makes me hey, sad I, when I've they been see to the movies by myself. That's by kind of fun. They go by. But uh, but imagine th- there is one chair in your heart. There's one chair in your soul, right? And if you call yourself a believer here, again, theology. I'm trying to kind of break it down for you guys. Is if you call yourself a believer, right? We believe that man Jesus comes in to your heart, which is a, by the way, it's a vacant chair, right? Those who don't know Christ, they have vacant chairs in their heart, right. meaning only they. Right are the ones that rule their their life. Right, right, um, and, and there is nobody else ruling them. It's just emptiness, right, right. in their soul. They're what they would say is their their flesh, only flesh. But when you you make Jesus, you know, your Lord and Savior, it's so amazing. Jesus has the opportunity and the invitation to come in. Right, as the Holy Spirit comes into our life, the old is gone, the new has come, and He gets to sit in that chair. And let me just say this, folks. This is the best part of this kind of whole podcast. When Jesus is in that chair, He's forever 
in that chair. Cannot be removed. He cannot be removed. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't have to go anywhere because why? He is the king of Your kings. Heart. Yeah. He's over all. He's yes. in all and, and he is most powerful, right? Yes. And so <clears throat> no matter what, right? A lesser power right? It doesn't matter what it is. You can never remove him from that chair of your heart. That's the good news. I get in the podcast right there. But what's really neat um, is, is some people, um, you know, at some point might be fearful. Like Marissa said, am I, am I, you know, I'm going through X, Y, Z in my life. I'm experiencing demonic things. I'm seeing things. I have bad dreams. Maybe, you know, it's, it's even worse. Who knows? Sure. Maybe your fear is, am I demonically possessed? possessed? Yes. The answer is simply no. Yes. The, the answer is simply no. I don't care how bad it is or how, how bad it seems. There is not a demon inside you. Yes. Bottom line, right? Because why? Going back to because Christ is sitting, Christ on, is sitting the on the throne of your life, right? He's in your life. He's in your heart. He's sitting in that chair, right? But let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Say there is somebody in your life you may know or don't know uh, that doesn't know Christ, that isn't a follower of Jesus, and right. maybe there is not ha- it never has been an invitation to be the Lord of their life. They have a vacant chair in their life. And so right. there is things in this life that do invite, not the Holy Spirit, but bring in the enemy, bring in right. demons, bring in Satan, right? Um, and, 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 it's very, and it's very interesting. You can study this more, but it's very interesting that when we, just as we invite the Holy Spirit in, just as we invite Christ in, unintentionally or unfortunately, intentionally, people, individuals, humans can invite demons into their life to be possessed right and, and it's so, becoming more popular that people are like there's darkness roaming absolutely and it's very evident and present in our culture in our um celebrity in culture our movies. in our movies absolutely. in our television in our music uh in the world's music i should say it's becoming absolutely. very evident that we have to fight and protect our souls against those things that are you know, demonic. Absolutely. And there's demons all around. And really, here's the honest truth. They're just looking for people to invade. Sure. And so just to kind of summarize, if you're a believer in Christ, they can't touch you. But right. guess what? The only thing they can do is they can't take the chair from Jesus, but they can try and attack your relationship with sure. Jesus. And so we call that oppression, right? It's not an idea that possessing something right, right now, right? We possess a home, right? We have a house. Right. We own it. Um, Sometimes we rent a home, right? Um, sometimes we will just kind of, you know, pop into someone's home, right, for a moment. Um, the enemy cannot take what is rightfully yours, uh, but he can try and shake the foundation. But what we know about Christ is amazing, is if we're built on Christ, right, even if it shakes, we know that we have a firm foundation it's in Christ. It's firm, yeah. And I love that example. Thank you for explaining that to everyone listening, because that's so beautiful. And what a great reminder to us as believers that... When Christ is on the throne of our heart, nothing can shake it. And we may experience anxiety. We may experience attack. We may experience oppression, but we can't ever experience possession because we know that Christ is sitting on the throne of our heart. And how cool to kind of summarize this analogy is that if you are someone who's ever been demon possessed, or maybe you maybe currently are, welcome to the podcast, right? Yeah. Seriously, Jesus can come in. Yes. And take back the chair. Absolutely. Not making it vacant again, but sitting in it himself. And yeah. to summarize the story with the analogy, that's exactly what happened at camp that year. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, which is so powerful. So on to question number two. Are angels really real? 
Well, 1,000% yes, because if demons are real, you you better better believe angels are definitely real. And I love the verse that we have for Psalms 91.11 that says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And it is so true that, you know, while the presence of darkness exists in this earth, there is the presence of light as well. And so we wanted to share a few stories and you may have, you may have, I love these stories because they're encouraging and uplifting. And you may have stories yourself of someone that's listening on this podcast of a time you've experienced an angel or a moment where you felt like you were, for lack of better words, touched by an angel. There you go. And so the first example that we have actually goes back to something that's really personal to me. And this first example has to do with something that I experienced with my mom, actually. And I remember being in uh, junior high and my mom was going through a number of health issues, walking through different doctor's appointments and visits that we just couldn't figure out what was going on with her health. And she had this procedure done that was in hospital for like an um, esophagus scope or something like that. Anyways, I remember being there with her um, after the procedure happened and during her procedure, one of her nurses she experienced was literally an angel. Crazy. And uh, the way, way we ended up finding this out was she walked with my mom. She wasn't supposed to be in the room. She was there with, through the whole procedure, told my mom she would even be there and hold her hand. Anyways, I met this lady. Just comforting. She, just so just comforting. comforting. She wheeled my mom in the wheelchair out to my me and my dad as we were waiting in the waiting room afterwards. We said hi. She was so nice. And the very next day, my mom and I, because we had an event going on at our church for like a big pastor, she was wanting to hear speak. It was actually T.D. Jakes. Come on. And uh, we went to go bring her like an invite card. Like, you have to come out to this event. You were so kind. And you really just like comforted my mom in an amazing way. Come to this event. And we go to the hospital and the hospital tells us they have no like idea who she is. Unreal. And they literally tell my mom, my mom's like, I'm here to give, I don't remember her name, give this lady, whatever her name is, this card and invite her out to this event. And they say, who are you talking about? And my mom goes on and on to explain what she looks like, her description, that she was just there yesterday for the procedure. And this was her nurse. And they literally said, we've never had anyone with that name and with that description work here. And she wasn't on file. She wasn't even on file, which is so crazy. And in that moment, my mom knew and I knew too. Wow. You were being carried by the presence of God, but also he sent an angel to walk with you and be with you as you went through that procedure. And so we both were left in awe. And to this day, it's one of those God awesome moments and memories that we get to share. It just brings a total, a, a serious amount of confusion, but a beautiful amount of clarity and comfort. Totally. Right. And just a reminder that God is with you. He is for right. you. And he's going to literally, as that verse says in Psalms 91, he's going to command his angels to guard you, Absolutely. to protect you. Um, and what a, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, I have a story too, that kind of goes back to a little bit of my childhood too, um, that might even relate not just to angels comforting, but also angels just honestly, I think being present in our lives. Um, my, my dad and I are, are we're definitely not golfers um, in this story. We just had just actually picked up a random few clubs and said, let's go golfing in a really nice spot in Oregon, uh, where we were from originally. And I remember we got paired with uh, two other guys. Usually in golf, you, you know, you can golf with about four people. And we got per- paired with two guys that were two very, you know, older guys. I'd say in their in their late 60s, maybe even early 70s. Um, and as soon as we got to the tee box, very interesting. They said, we've been waiting for you. 
And we said, uh, oh, okay, uh, sounds good. We didn't know how to, you know, golf. We even worked at the time. Very nice course, very nice guys. And uh, we started golfing with these guys. Um, there wasn't a lot of dialogue at first, but as kind of the first few holes started kind of coming, you know, coming along, uh, they gave us pointers. They were very nice guys. They, you know, gave us, I think, even free balls and, and tees and all these other things. Um, but just obviously had a really good, pleasant experience with these guys. Uh, we got to like the whole, you know, 18th hole is like the last hole on our our little adventure uh, as, you know, as, as brand new golfers. And I remember um, they, they just, if you're a golfer on, on the podcast, shout out to you. But they just they just had to hit these amazing shots over this water, almost unreal on how even possible this could be uh, on this par five, crazy long hit. And I remember we got up there and we were obviously, you know, for their one hit, we took 15 hits to get there. Right. It's rough. Uh, but we first, you know, we you know, when we finally got to the, the 18th hole, we, you know, we shook their hands and they said it was such a pleasure, you know, uh, being able to you know play with you guys today. Um, so I think like God bless. Right. Of course. And, and, and I remember this moment where I was like. Uh, at the end of the course, I said, Dad, I think that they left a club or I think it was something they left a, a club head or something. And so we, we got back, back in our, our cart and they were maybe 20 seconds, right? 20 seconds or so ahead of us um, before we, you know, finished our putts. And, and, you know, that was the end of our round. And I remember we, we sped through the the same exit that everyone goes through. And I remember the, the, the person there kind of collecting, you know, um, balls and tees and kind of collecting golf carts said, um, you guys, man, you guys made good time or something like that. Uh, we haven't seen a cart here through here in about 45 minutes. Crazy. And I, yeah, very similar experience to you. I, I was like, no, we had, we had these, these guys, I have their club head or whatever, uh, you know, for their golf club. Um, I want to return to them. He said, look, man, there's not been a cart through here in 45 minutes. And I said, what? Like, you know, I'm like 12 years old, but I'm like, like, surely this is, he's like, this is the only way out of the golf course. This, everyone goes through here, drops a card off through here. And so we, I'm not kidding you, we take the next 10 minutes just to search the, the pro shop, search everywhere, everywhere. parking lot, you wouldn't name it. And we could not find these guys. And again, the result of that moment was, and even to this day, is that it's God. It, it, it's his presence. And it's nothing more at times than just saying, I'm with you. Yeah. And that, you know, I got to, I got to say, my dad got to say that we got, you know, a little golf instruction from some angels. So heaven. cool. So cool. We have one last example for you guys. And it's actually a cool example because Jordan and I were able to experience together together, yeah. an angel moving. And um, this experience was before we had kids. Jordan and I were uh, on a solo trip. To one of our favorite places. <laughs> to one of our favorite places in San Diego. And the funny thing about this experience with this angel is it actually was with an Uber driver. Come on. Which is so crazy. But we, um, you know, we've been walking through a season where we weren't sure um, what God was going to do, but we felt like it was a season of transition. And we just took this trip, honestly, because we were needing a refresher. We were needing a getaway. And we were needing to, like, just almost, like, hear God speak to us about, you know, are we going to be moving into a new season, changing jobs, changing everything in our life? Like, we just needed clarity. And so we get into this car with this Uber driver and he starts talking to us and he starts preaching to us. And the stuff that he says, I can't even explain it to this day, but we knew that it was the presence of something like holy crazy, and something so beautiful that was God ordained. And um, we leave his car and he, I, I can't even remember off the top of my head the exact words that he said, but as soon as he shuts the door and drops us off, 
our short ride from our the airport to our hotel was probably only maybe five to ten minutes. Right. But our time with him, spent talking to him, felt like maybe 20 minutes. Right. And he drops us off and we close the door and immediately tears well up in my eyes because I knew we were in the presence of an angel and that God had literally sent this angel to speak to us and to re-edify and encourage us in a way that was like, he knew nothing about our situation or about anything going on, but it was totally God ordained. And he was just speaking life. You yeah. Know, it was just one of those crazy moments. Again, it doesn't make any sense. We left in the laughing. Moment. We were like filled with joy in this yeah. weird way, laughing, leaving the Uber driver. And we're like, what did we just experience? Thank you, Lord. It was the coolest thing. I think even being nosy, we actually tried looking him up. We right? did. And it didn't yes. exist. The yes, person we didn't exist. Find him. The, the Uber thing was just like <laughs> it's just crazy, right? Yes. It's one of those things that just makes you laugh. But I think those stories do remind you of the fact that maybe in, even in your life, there's been moments where you're like, wow, could that yeah. have? No, that couldn't have been, right? Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, it, it could have been, right? Um, even I love that verse in the New Testament it says, man, without knowing it, some people have entertained angels. Absolutely. Right? Whether they, you know, you know, could be, you know, the, the, the lowly in your life or could be somebody even in your family. Absolutely. Right? Or, you know, in a, in a get together, it's important. So uh, we, we say that to say angels are real, demons are real, but it brings us to kind of our third um, question, right? What is our third question? And I'll, I'll kind of tee it up. Um, it's simply this. Is there really an invisible war happening out there? Like, is there is there actually an invisible war between angels and demons out there? And I'd say this, this is the answer. Yes, right? Yes. Absolutely. There is actually a daily war happening for your soul. And I think it's an important part, right? Is they're not just fighting a right. meaningless war, right? I'm on God's side. I'm on, you know, Satan's side. No, no, no. Like, it's actually a war for your soul. Yeah. Right? Every single day they're fighting for your soul. Um, 2 Corinthians 10 um, speaks of this, uh, you know, war a little bit, but this is my favorite um, kind of passage from it. It says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, Amen. right? And it's the same uh, weapons the angels are using, right? They're, I mean, they might actually be, it'd be kind of cool to see a battle scene between an angel and a demon. Yes. But I believe that the most powerful, you know, weapon we have, as well as the angels have, is God's word. Absolutely. Right? Is the word of God. Um, and so <clears throat> we have to know that if God wants us to experience victory, he'll give us the most powerful tool, the most powerful weapon to do that. And that's his word. Um, but I think it's important, man, in anything you do in life, make sure you are fighting this battle. What would you say about this? Yeah. And you know what? There is an invisible war that is happening out there. And I think the important thing to recognize, to experience, uh, to recognize is that at one point we're all going to experience this. Right. In our own life. And most of you listening probably already have. And that's why it makes it so personal to us is this this war is not only just against, you know, spiritual dark forces against light and dark. It's a battle for us. And we have a part to play in it as well. And so I think even of stories and times where we've experienced overcoming oppression and overcoming attack the enemy and I know that I've experienced a really powerful ex- moment like that in my own life. When Jordan and I were in college, I was driving to meet him and I was overcome with a demonic attack while I was driving on the freeway. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. It felt like uh, an anxiety attack that was a panic attack that took my breath out of my lungs. And I felt the presence of God come upon me in the car and literally drive the car for me. It was wild. Yeah. And when I got to the college campus where I was meeting Jordan, I told him, I, I'm, I'm not well. And this random girl that had been in a prayer chapel at our school praying 
felt the Lord tell her to run up to me and speak over me. And in that moment we prayed and my, um, spiritual stronghold of even my sickness of asthma that I had walked with since I was a child literally broke off of my life and off of my lungs. And it was like a powerful, powerful moment. So we have a part to play in this as well that, you know, and maybe, maybe you've experienced a breakthrough yet of a demonic moment or of an oppressing moment. I mean, maybe you're still waiting for it, but I invite you to uh, pray, read God's word, as Jordan said. And of course, speak the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, you know, things have to flee. Absolutely. And that brings us to kind of our, our, our fourth big question, which is definitely tags teams, the third one, which is, do I have any hope in winning this yeah. war against my enemy? And, and I'm going to let Marissa answer this one and, and just kind of run with it. Like, absolutely. Yes, right? yeah. you do have hope. And this is the part where I get so excited because not only do you have hope, but as we declare in songs, as we declare in the Bible, Jesus is a living hope. Our hope is not just hope, it's alive. So good. And it's uh, the word of God is alive and it's active and it's breathing and it's powerful. And it can be used not only as a tool, but to literally fight off the attack of the enemy. And so, yes, you have hope. Your hope is in Jesus and your hope is in the victory of his blood that he shed for you on the cross. And at that, we can hold up the paperwork that says this is the blood of Jesus. And against any attack of the enemy, the attack cannot stand. It's like taking it into courtroom and that, you know, the attack must fall because you have something more powerful to show. And that's the blood of Christ. And so 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God because he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful for that, that we have the victory in Jesus. And when we declare that over our lives, we see the enemy fall. Um, And so that's why it's so important that we continually declare that not only over ourselves, but over our families, maybe over friends that you know are walking through attack um, and especially over your children. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to speak to you as a person though, as well. Uh, I kind of feel in this moment too, there could be easily somebody who is listening, who's who's believed the lie that <clears throat> the word of God hasn't actually delivered victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because you haven't seen victory, but just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Right. And wow. it isn't actually yielding something in your family or in yourself or in your finances or whatever it may be. Um, and so with this chaos, right, with this battle, right, it's so important to continually stay prayed up. Yeah. To say, continue to speak out the right thing, right, which is the word of God versus just being like, I'm I'm defeated, right? right. Or or I'm, I'm never going to get out of this, right? Um, it's this idea of saying, I'm going to speak God's word because I know there's victory in it. And so I just feel like if that's you today, just know God sent even us, right, as podcasters to you today being like, to encourage you. Like there's actually a battle. And yes, your heavenly father, Jesus, is helping you bring victory to you today. So good. Uh, we want to uh, kind of land with a bonus question, uh, which is fun. Uh, and it's simply this. How can we be successful in this invisible war for our soul? And so we just want to give you guys five quick things, um, uh, which is kind of the answer um, to to how can we be successful, which the, the main thing is all these things go back to leaning into Jesus. That's that's how we do it, right? Babe? right. Like every single day, if we experience darkness in any way, shape, or form, we lean into Jesus. Right. So many moments I've heard of friends or, or family members who've experienced demonic attack or any kind of thing, right? And they immediately recognize whether they did in that moment or didn't, or, or did in that moment or did not. 
in that moment they recognize I should have or I did lean into Jesus. Even if it's just like depression too, because that is not Come on. just. That is a powerful and that is not from Christ. Demonic attack. Lean into Jesus. Absolutely. So here's our five quick things. Prayer. If you do not currently have a prayer life, make today a decision. Don't let this just be another cool point we talk about. Make today be an opportunity for prayer, a connection to be made with you and your 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 Savior to say, I know you have the keys. I know you have the op- the ability to break the stronghold. So good, right? yeah. Give me victory in this area, Lord. I don't want to have bad dreams anymore, right? Yeah. Make this a, a pivotal moment to say, I'm going to make my 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 even my lips, everything that comes through my mouth, uh, everything that comes off my tongue, um, honoring to you and connection with you. Yeah, that's so good. The second one is actually worship, and it reminds me so powerfully of what you talked about in the first example of when you lifted your hands and started worshiping the demonic attack uh, when you experienced in Navajo, you know, even as you continue to battle through the worship, it couldn't stand a chance to the the worship and to the name of Jesus. And so worship, we know, breaks a stronghold. Um, Even when we read in the Old Testament, um, you know, the army of Israel, they sent the Levites first because they were the ones who would play music on the harp and the lyre, and they would bring the musical instruments and they would prepare for the battle with worship at the forefront. This Crazy. is to this day why we worship before we hear a word in church to prepare Ooh, our hearts. Come on. And so worship is so huge to leaning into Jesus and to experience victory and being successful because when we worship, the enemy can't stand a chance. We literally are declaring out with our mouth who Christ is, over our situation and who he is ultimately over everything that we would experience ever. Come on. Number three is the word, right? If you have not maybe read your Bible in X amount of time, there is no condemnation at all. Yes. And I think that um, just to kind of present maybe a possible scenario for you to think of is that when you go back to your word here, because I'm believing in faith, people are going to pick up the word that maybe haven't in a while. God is not saying, where are where have you been? He's just so eager that you're willing and that you're ready to pick up the word again. So yeah. go back to it, right? If you are in a currently in a, in, I would say this, um, if you're currently reading the Bible, maybe five times a day, up it to 10 minutes a day, right? 15 sure, minutes yeah. a day. Um, but make it be a point to say, I'm going to not just do it for a checkbox, right? To read my Bible, but I'm going to literally enter into warfare, right? Yes. With the word of God to prepare my heart and my soul. Quick story for you. Had a friend who had horrible nightmares. I mean, like very, very tragic tremors at night. Always talked to him. Hey, do you, do you read the Bible before going to bed? He said, no. Uh, and so for about 10, you know, 10 days or so, I kept asking him and he said, no, I didn't read, didn't read, didn't read. And the day he decided to read the Bible, Come on. right before he fell asleep, right? Probably with the Bible in his hand. I'm not kidding y'all. He did not have these tremors. He had good night's sleep. And from that moment on, he tells me this day, and obviously he still reads before, you know, goes going before, you know, to bed. He doesn't experience these things. So good. And there's a reason for it. It's not like it's, oh, all of a sudden, just kind of stop. Coincidence. No, it's because the power of Almighty Jesus enters his mind, enter his, enter his room even, right? Yeah. And completely snuffs out the darkness. The word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. It's alive and it's active. It's crazy. Number so four good. is so amazing. Fasting. Some people I really believe maybe have never fasted before. It might freak you out. Like, I don't want to say no to my, my brownies or and especially in the Christmas season, right? I don't want to say no to this, you know, food, this this lunch, this dinner. Or maybe, you know, you, you know, you want to fast for a little bit longer portion, you know, three, four, five days, seven days, whatever it is. But I just want to say this to you very sweetly. 
Um, there is things that even Jesus said without, you know, fasting that it's impossible to break off. Wow, right. Yeah. Um, and so um, if you really want to, I'm just going to say this openly, get closer to the heart of God and really grow into a deep relationship with him. Ask him, God, I, I'm, I'm curious about fasting. Like, ask him, you know, what, what would you have me fast? Right. Which ultimately, you know, there's a lot of reasons for fasting, but it brings you closer to the heart of God. Yeah. And so I just encourage you. If you're like, man, I need a, I need a breakthrough, lean into Jesus, say, God, I'm going to fast uh, for a day or two, right? I'm not going to eat this meal. I'm not going to eat that meal, whatever it is. Maybe I'm going to get off Instagram. Come on, it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to fast this for Jesus, believing for a breakthrough. It's a game changer. Game changer. And you create expectation when you fast. Come on. For how God is going to move and what he's going to do. The last one we have for you is anointing. And this is a huge one because... When you feel attacked, what do you do? You speak the name of Jesus. And one way to do that is through using the anointing of Christ. Absolutely. And so tangibly, this could be by anointing your house. I know anytime Jordan and I uh, move into a new home or anytime we're in a new place um, or or even anytime we feel like there's been demonic you know, activity, activity yeah. or just oppression or just some type of dark presence. We will take out the anointing oil and the anointing, first off, for anointing oil, you can even just use some olive oil yeah. and speak the name of Jesus. That's right. But we'll take out some anointing oil and we'll anoint our house. And as we do it, we'll go around speaking in tongues and speak the name of Jesus over our house. Absolutely. And his presence, that it is the, would be the only presence that would be and reside and live and be active in this house. And for some context to the Old Testament, it was it's so beautiful that they would reckon, they would use oil and it would be a symbolic, I guess, reality of where yes. Christ had been. Yeah. Or more, or more so where God had been, where the Holy Spirit was active. Like literally, it's so cool to, to kind of wrap your mind around that is that we're really just following along with the custom of the fact that we believe in faith, that wherever maybe that oil, right, goes, nothing special about the oil, but that we're symbolically saying this is Christ dwelling. Right. This is where he is. This is where he's been. Right. And ultimately, it's just a symbolic reminder, like you said, totally. of Christ. Totally. So that's the last one. Uh, I want to just take this moment as we kind of uh, land today's episode, episode 11, crazy. Um, just to pray for um, anybody who might yeah. be listening today, um, or uh, to extend that as well, anybody who might not be listening, but you might be hearing to somebody, uh, or just thinking of somebody, sorry, right now in your mind, um, that man needs a breakthrough. Yes. Maybe there is a demonic stronghold that's being had um, in their life. Uh, maybe it's in your life. Uh, maybe there's just been warfare, um, and, it, and it might even seem impossible. Um, just to you know, put this out there today to you in prayer. We're gonna believe that whatever you think is impossible isn't. That Come God on. actually gets a hold of your heart, brings that hope in, brings that victory in, and maybe just maybe you're starting to speak it out um, as you see your victory unfold. Amen. Um, so I'm just gonna pray for those people, uh, anybody who might be feeling that. And again, uh, we're so thankful that whether you're a believer or not, you're here today on the podcast. Let's pray. We thank you, Jesus, so much for um, those people uh, who might be in that place today um, where they might experience um, some kind of demonic possession or even oppression. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus gets to wash over them right Jesus. now in this moment. It might be just a random Thursday or a, a Thursday or Friday or Thursday, you know, a Saturday afternoon, but you're here in this moment. Um, ready to move in their heart and their lives. And so we thank you, Lord, for breakthrough right now. And we just pray in faith and believe, Jesus, that, man, whatever you want to accomplish, you'll accomplish through them, God. And whatever you got started in doing in them, you will bring to completion. And so we thank you, Jesus. We stand on your word and we say, 
Um, let let just peace even fill people's rooms right now tonight, God. Fill their mm. minds tonight, Jesus, with um, just absolute beautiful peace. Um, and let this moment, Lord, be uh, such a um, defining moment for people's lives going forward. Uh, that it wasn't just a more podcast that changed their life. It was that your Holy Spirit showed up in such a beautiful moment and changed their lives forever. We love you, Lord. You will forever be on the throne of our hearts and our lives. And we dedicate this podcast to you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Uh, so as we close out, this is episode 11. You do not want to miss episode 12 coming up. Don't this miss next it. Next week, it's going to be epic. I'm telling y'all, tell everybody about it because it's Christmas season. And we're closing out the season of episode one or season one with a bang. For episode 12, it's going to be Christmas themed. It's going to be festive. Everything. It's going to be everything we're you want cookies more. and ugly sweaters. There you go. It's going to be great. So please like, subscribe, share this video. And as always, let's always chase after the more that God has for us.